Hello, hello everybody. Tora Laura Lou, Tora Laura Laddie. Hello all you laddies and lassies and how are ye keeping? You're very welcome to the podcast Tora Laura with myself and Christian Dugstad where usually we would explore folk songs. Yeah, in, in a way we kind of do in, in what we're uh, jumping into today too, but I guess we're exploring uh, more the world of folk music from a very Norwegian standpoint. <laughs> I like that though, I like that. <laughs> I like I think myself and yourself in general anyway, we're always ficking, our, our whole lives kind of revolve around talking about folk music anyway, so... That's just the way things go. But this is a little bit of a different episode today. And I think this is a Christian heavy episode, but I like that because I've always been a fan of what you're all about to hear. So would you like to tell us about a Christian? I can. Okay. Do you want to jump straight into that? Or do, do you want to... We'll, we'll do a bit of housekeeping afterwards. Tell tell us the crack. What's we're, we're we're up to our eyeballs in specials at the moment, ladies and gentlemen. We have a lot of special episodes and we'll we'll explain why in a few minutes, but... Off you go, Christian. Yeah, okay, so what we're about to hear is uh, sort of a mini documentary that I made when I did my Erasmus in Dublin in 2014. Uh, And I did um, a radio course in Griffith College. I studied journalism in Norway and one of the conditions almost for me applying to to the college in Norway that I went to or yeah the university college in Norway uh, was that they had the possibility of me going to Ireland for at least a semester so uh, <laughs> and why was that one of the conditions may I ask <laughs> that should be pretty obvious we had already known each other for for a few years at that point and yeah, you could say obsessed with <laughs> with Irish trad and, and Irish music. And man, did we have some crack. We converted him early, ladies and gentlemen. We we grabbed a hold of him and we turned him into a clear man. I'm sure most of you listening might notice Christian's accent isn't quite Norwegian at times. A lot of people seem to believe at times that he is in fact a clear man. And he has convinced many people on many nights out that he is. It helps... <laughs> when they've drunken heavily and they're scattered. <laughs> Absolutely. It's easier to convince them then. Um, <laughs> uh, Myself and our friend Brian Corey kind of took Christian under our wing. You'll hear this in episode one as well. Uh, since we first met him at the age of 18 and we've had good times over there and over here ever since. And around the time Christian was given a gift of a clear jersey, I think he adopted the stance of the honorary clairman yeah it's hard to you, like you you can't come back from that once that <laughs> happened it's it's sealed signed mm-hmm. and delivered uh, and all of this is going to come up because the thing is that um what you're about to hear is is this mini documentary it's called my hearts tonight in ireland uh based on if you heard last episode we we talk about this uh song a little bit but my hearts tonight in ireland by andy irvine uh a andy. Fanta- andy a my fantastic first love song. oh my first and only love no don't say that <laughs> no, uh, no. <laughs> uh fantastic song it's one of my all-time favorites so um 
the documentary is uh, it's probably self-explanatory why it's called that. It's it's about uh, it's me talking about myself and how I came to be <laughs> in a, a totally non-selfish way. <laughs> how I came to be obsessed with Irish music, um, how uh, I met yourself, how I met Brian, and it's a little bit about the magic of uh, traditional Irish music. Uh, and it and fall, it features yeah. it features a much younger Christian and a much younger Josh and a much younger Brian Corey. Yeah, there's a few others in there I think knocking about. So every now and then, folks, um, I find this recording lurking in the library on my laptop or my phone, and every time I find it, I just have to listen to it back because it's a very very nostalgic piece. It reminds me of when we were just a little bit younger and we were enjoying the crack in a very different way. We still have great crack, but it changes as the years go on, and it's always nice to hear how it all began. <laughs> it certainly is. It's it's the orange origin story of uh, Christian and Josh Funkel, Christy Barry Murphy, and uh, and um, the fucking Norwegians, and all of that <laughs> story crack. that we explained last week. Yeah. So so that's that's what you're about to hear. But uh, before that, just a little bit of housekeeping and and the things that we always do quickly. Uh, our email address is uh, touralurapodcast at gmail dot com. Two O's in Tura and two O's in Lura. And you can email and one o us in podcast <laughs> and one O in podcast. You can email us <laughs> regarding whatever guests, ideas, thoughts, critique. Um, if if you wanna add anything to anything we've ever said just go ahead send us an email you can also message us on facebook you'll find us over there to Ralura, or on instagram a dm to to Ralura podcast or you can tag us and you can do all of that jazz and obviously there's the Take some selfies of yourself listening to the podcast with some cool jerseys and sunglasses and act, act the maggot and send us your little fashion show while you're listening to the podcast even if it's just a selfie we'll we will appreciate it and folks we would like to see some more engagement on the social media because unfortunately we've had busy lives the last few weeks and we have been lagging and if anyone would mind doing some sharing liking and all of that good stuff we would love to get our podcast out to more people and more heads and more Mad fickers like ourselves that like to listen to and talk about pod, uh, po- podcasts, as I know, about folk songs. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> there's no sense in a podcast about podcasts, but I've seen them being done too. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, we'd really like some more engagement on the socials, folks. So like Christian said, Instagram, Facebook, email, and any sharing you could do to any groups you might know that might appreciate what we do would be fantastic because we're trying to broaden our spectrum a little bit at the moment and definitely it's a, it's a it's a slow old slog i just wanted to mention one thing that i'm really looking forward to which is gonna happen in uh, just about 24 hours for the first time since yeah probably july last year tomorrow i have a gig an actual gig i'm playing music for <gasps> people Mother of Jesus. Isn't that unbelievable? Oh, I'm happy for you, but I'm also going to go cry in a corner. <laughs> I am going to... Jesus the, Christ. <laughs> I'm going to the Renaissance Fair or Medieval Festival in <laughs> Tunsberg. 
in Tunsberg, just um, just uh, half an hour from my hometown, uh, a city that you've visited many a time, Josh. Um, I certainly have for gigs. Uh, Quite a lot of time in Tunsberg. Yeah, you can hear the rain there over at Josh's, but yeah, sorry, don't mind. It's absolutely pissing out of the heavens. You've been to Tunsberg many a time with with Scotty Connor and with uh, the, the Pine coin, co- Cone Man. What's it, Richie Pine? <laughs> Rich, Richie Pine from Dublin. And uh, with the Boxty Gang, uh, and it's where Boondocks Hideout, a uh, pub that we mention every now and then, uh, is uh, situated picturesquely at uh, almost down at the at the Keys in Tunsberg. But yeah, absolutely a great place to spend time and play music. Actually, I always yeah. enjoy my trips to Boondocks. It was my first experience of going down to a boardwalk in a harbour, and I know it was on a fjord. But um, like I had never at that stage been to any of the harbour or beach towns in America and I just experienced yachts parked up with dancing <laughs> girls and loud music during the summer in Tunsberg and I just remember saying, I like this place. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not painting a picture of a renaissance fair or a medieval festival <laughs> right now because there is a big mountain or a hill or mm-hmm. whatever in the middle of the city and on top of Slotsville. that Slotsville which means Castle Mountain uh, where there used to be an old fortress or a castle and now there is a reproduction of that castle on the top and they have a medieval festival every year and the plastic paddies or sort of a version of the plastic paddies uh, consisting of myself and uh, my good friend John Andrews that sent um, mm-hmm. sent us an email earlier, um, and um, and the third member we usually dress up in uh, in costumes and play Irish traditional music, and <laughs> luckily because it matches the Renaissance feel so well. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. Luckily, it's not uh, it's not one of those places where most of the people there are mostly concerned with being historically correct they're mostly <laughs> concerned with the crack so we can we can safely play songs about the 1916 rising and the troubles and uh, fields of athenry and oh wait you do actual ballads and songs we yeah holy jesus i was always whenever i saw the pictures i was under the impression that you were playing tunes and tunes, tunes and tunes melodies yeah, yeah. No, we we do we do everything. We try to stay clear from. I know I said troubles things, but we start try to stay clear of the things that sound very contemporary. But we play things like, for example, the Queen of All Argyle, which ironically mm-hmm. is a contemporary song, but it sounds very <laughs> old, and that yes. works perfectly. So we play that, and we play we play. Things. There are plenty of medieval folk songs. You know, I yeah, I know, I know. There's but definitely a special hiding in there too. Oh, definitely, but castles so, and lords and ladies and running off with lords' wives and having the crack. Yeah, and drinking it, mead. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, people people there aren't awfully concerned with authenticity when it comes to the music. So we've just been been asked to keep the pulse up and keep the party going. That's well, best of luck with it. I'm immensely jealous. And to make uh, matters even worse for you and better for me, I'm playing there tomorrow, I'm playing there Friday, and I'm playing there on Sunday. Can I come? <laughs> You're very welcome if you can sneak through COVID patrol and <laughs> find a flight. Hop hop on an airplane and hope for the best. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, so anyway, should we just get into it? Or do you have I anything suppose, else you yeah. want to mention before we... No, not really, only that this was, like you said, around 2014, so we're talking six, seven years ago. Um, yeah. We are much more seasoned in life now than we were then. And yeah. we have a lot more experiences under our belt, so it's interesting to listen back to what we were like back then. And yeah. I think I actually love how when you interviewed me, you came and met me at a gig in the Merchant's Arch Bar in Temple Bar. Yeah. And we went into the back hallway, like yeah. above where the toilets are and below where the big winding staircase goes up to the upstairs venue. And <laughs> we were trying to find a quiet place under the stairs, which was quite impossible. But, <laughs> um, I remember I was, was I running to another gig? Uh, we definitely didn't have much time anyway. And I just remember this frantically looking for a place to record and answer yeah. your questions. It, it was, was good fun. I it was slightly it. absurd. And trying to find a quiet place in Temple Bar in general is... <laughs> Between gigs as well. I like came <laughs> off the stage to do it and went back on the stage afterwards. <laughs> yeah, no, so so just uh, brace yourselves for 20 minutes of me talking a lot. And <laughs> and then with, with Josh being interviewed, our good friend Brian Curry being interviewed and a few other people and a lot of storytelling... Uh, but uh, hopefully you'll find some some uh, enjoyment in it. I know I do. <laughs> Roll. So I ended up playing the banjo with the Junior Kelly Band and we won the County Fla that year. And after the County Fla, we did an exchange to a little place called Norway. And we ended up going out to a school in Norway. We stayed in a... We stayed in a Steiner school in Barham, just outside of Oslo. And that was where I met young Christian. The words of Josh O'Loughlin, the man that once gave me the title of Honorary Clare Man, makes me think of the rocky road I've travelled. I'm a musician of Irish traditional music, born and raised in the Norwegian lands of ice and snow by native parents. I have no connection to Erin's Isle, and still, my life revolves around its culture and music. I first picked up a guitar at the age of eight, and since then, I've rarely put it down again. What started as rocking and rolling naturally evolved into a passion for acoustic music. Early in 2010, I got an offer I had no idea would take me as far as it had. A former bandmate of mine wanted to use our old practice room for a new project. We met up, I gave him the keys, and as I walked away, he shouted after me. You know, we need a vocalist, if you want to give it a shot. What kind of music is it? I asked. Irish traditional, he answered. Today, four and a half years later, I find myself living in Dublin, with a clear jersey in my closet and an accent that have made a complete U-turn from the Queen's English that used to ornament my language. My name is Christian Duchstedt. But thanks to my dear friend Brian Curry, on this Green Island, I am known as something else. As we as we call him here, Christy Barry Murphy. It's an early November afternoon. 
I'm in a parking lot across the road from a Tesco in Ballyfermot in Dublin. I'm waiting for Joe Gibney, the singer in the Irish traditional music group, the Jeremiahs. Together, along with the band's guitarist, James Ryan, we are going to drive down to Fecal Village, east in County Clare. The tin whistle player in the band, Brian Corey, is a local, and tonight they are launching their newly recorded CD in a local bar. It happens to be a bar I've visited more times than my Irish travel buddies. It also happens to be a bar I love dearly. Hey Joe. Uh, I'm just uh, across the road from Tesco, practically in the parking lot. Blue van. Okay, grand. Talk to you. Bye. When I first visited Fecal in 2011, it was a part of a traditional music exchange project between the group Bærumspelmannslag from Norway, led by Thor Hauknes, and the East Clare young musicians from Ireland, led by the famous Mary McNamara. Mary McNamara is a very, very renowned concertina player who has been known to spread the East Clare style of traditional music playing for many is the year now. Mary um, had exchanged with Thor, who came to the Fecal Irish Traditional Music Festival and he attended Mary's classes learning the concertina. And then they, they struck up a friendship from meeting at the festival for a couple of years in a row. So then Thor and Mary put together this idea of coming to Norway and in turn returning the trip. And so they did. While Mary McNamara struggled to find funding, Haukness in Norway was granted a far larger amount of money than he first expected. He contacted friends and musicians that the group had befriended through the years, and by chance, one of these friends were the fiddler in our little Irish band in a city very close to Badum Even though the rest of us had neither any knowledge of nor interest in Norwegian traditional music. She convinced Thor that myself and our tin whistle player would be a perfect fit for the project. To us, it started out as nothing more than a free trip to Ireland, but turned out to be so much more. This is what I think of as I meet Joe. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. Can I uh, throw some stuff in the boot? After driving half an hour, we're in Kildare, where we pick up James and start the route down to Clare. But back to the story of the exchange. I had already played Irish music for 18 months at that time, and the band had ironically been named Plastic Paddies. Norwegians ask us what that means. The Irish ask us whether we know what that means. The answer is yes, and in April 2014, I explained it on national radio when we played live on air. Plastic paddies is a negative expression referring to, usually Americans, obsessed with plastic shamrocks and Guinness with green food colouring, bragging about their distant Irish heritage. 
We were always aware of the stigma around the saying, but we wanted to give it a new meaning. We are the real plastic paddies. I'm proud of it. No plastic shamrocks, no food coloring, just an intense love for a culture and a musical tradition that we by chance were not lucky enough to be born into. You, you in particular didn't seem too fond of Norwegian trad, but you, you were already fairly accustomed to Irish music, which surprised us a lot, because we didn't know many Norwegians that were there that knew much about Irish music at the time. But um, you had the whole Plastic Paddies thing going on. And it was then, when I first met Josh O'Loughlin and Brian Curry, two people I now consider some of my best friends, I was given my new name. That's down to a young lad from East Clare called Brian Corey, who um, basically walked through the school when we got to Norway, learning everyone's names and giving them all Irish names. And he came up to Christian and he said, what's your name? And Christian said, oh, my name is Christian Dustat. And Brian said, oh, that won't do, that won't do. What will we call you? Christian. Um, I know what we'll do. We'll call you Christy Barry Murphy. That'll do. And ever since, the name stuck. And he's probably one of the only Norwegians that still has his Irish name. We're pulling up outside the small, white, cottage-like main house of the curry farm. Two dogs greet us by the door. And the smell of fresh sandwiches is the smell of a place I've missed. Welcome. We're in Shorts Bar in Fecal. The band is setting up their gear and I'm taking in the atmosphere. Right now, Fiekel is just a tiny village with less than 500 inhabitants. But every summer, it transforms into a metropolis for traditional Irish music. The feeling of the, the, feeling of the Fiekel Festival is it's, it's unique in the sense that um, for, a very, for a very, very small place, the festival has a lot of character, a lot of personality, a lot of friendliness, a lot of kindness, a lot of looking out for each other. It's basically how you describe a, a friendly person. It's that kind of feeling that everybody gets when they come to the festival. They feel welcome, they want to be involved in the sessions, they want to interact with other people, they want to dance at the Cayleys, they want to play at the sessions. Um, the crack is always mighty at the Fecal Festival. For example, Christian and I, yourself and myself should I say, we, we would uh, go play some tunes during the day, then we go get some food, then we might hang out in the square, then we might get some cans then we might drink them cans and we could just have a, a really good time. And Shorts Bar, where we are at the moment, is also a very special place. 
Um, it used to be known as Lena's. And um, the original owner, Lena, she's getting on in her years now and she's actually quite ill, but she was lucky enough to have Jerry Short by the pub and continue the tradition of having sessions there every single week. Guinness Session. Book of Records. Longest running session. I think something like 45 years now. It's been going, even if it was on Christmas Day, they would have a session. Imagine spending a night in your living room, playing tunes and singing songs and drinking the shite out of it. Your dad coming out every now and then after selling a load of pints and drink, sitting down and having a pint with you and singing some songs. And bringing some sausages. And bringing some sausages for everyone. And that's basically Jerry Shorts. This was actually the very first pub I stepped inside in Ireland. And I've made my face known within these walls. You can't beat County Clare, you know. Jesus, it's like talking to your own family. We walk into the pub and Christian sits down in the middle of the pub. And Jerry Short walks over and the first thing he says is, Oh Jesus, tis yourself. Haven't seen you in a while. And and the morning after, Jesus, I, I fell asleep on the couch and I left my I left my the wallet. wallet. Yeah. Again, County Clare, you can't go wrong. The next morning we called the pub. How's it going, Jerry? Um is there a wallet anywhere in the bar there? Because um, Christian seems to have lost one. And he said, hang on and I'll have a look. No, there's none on the bar, but wait. Oh, oh Jesus, there's one on the couch. I'll mind it for you. Mm. Typical. No one will steal a wallet when everyone knows everyone. But from stories of good times back to the now, we're in Short's bar and the Jeremiah's are ready. Jerry Short introduces the band and Brian Corey, James Ryan, Joe Gibney and the fiddler J.C. Morel transforms the pub into a room full of feelings. Thank you all so much for coming. Um, this is going to be a very, um, a very entertaining evening. So I want you to put your hands together and give the Jeremiah's a tremendous welcome. I'm back in Dublin, top floor of a double-decker bus. On the seat beside me sits my button accordion. I get off at Dublin Institute of Technology in Rathmines and walk inside to meet Stephen Hurley, a friend of Josh's from the DIT Irish Traditional Music Ensemble. At the moment, he's giving me accordion lessons. As a true Irish musician, he's a jack of all trades. To this day, I don't know exactly what have turned me into this Celtophile lunatic in a sixpence, focusing all my energy on Irish music in a country where it has little or no tradition. But maybe Brian has the answer. We're very lucky as folk musicians in that folk musicians see their music as a language and they also see it as a sort of hobby or a pastime or a way of expressing themselves but also sharing um, their music with others 
So like folk music is very much like a language. It's a very international language. It has no boundaries. It has no racial differences. It has no religious beliefs or um, it has no boundaries. It's December and it's getting close to my departure. Ever since my first trip to this country, I've been back relatively frequently. The first time I returned after the original trip to the festival in 2011 was the following February. Joshua Lachlan didn't waste any time and brought me straight from the airport to O'Donoghue's pub, one of the most prominent session pubs in Dublin. And as we're coming close to a temporary farewell, we've returned to this place where myself, Brian and Josh all have spent so much time in music together. It's the 21st of December 2014. I'm on the Ryanair flight from Dublin Airport Terminal 1 to Moss Rygge, Norway. I've left my friends behind in the rain and wind and though I'm not particularly happy, I have to admit I miss the snow. While maybe not as much as I'm going to miss the music. However, that's the thing, though I'm leaving the music behind. I'm also returning to it. A short week of Christmas parties away, I'm standing on the stage with the plastic paddies once again. And as we set up our gear, I take a few pictures and email them to my friends back in Clare. It's a mild night and when the concert finally starts at half ten in the evening, our local pub the boondocks hideout is packed. I have a fever and a sore throat, but I can't help being happy as we play our original song, What a Little Lad Can Do, about a travelling musician searching for gigs between Ennis and Scarif in County Clare. From the fields of Athenry and to the heart of Clare I thought about a small request that I would like to share For every Irish gentleman to give guitars a second chance And open-mindedly accept You might like what you hear What a little lad can do Bloody lad, It's a week later I've returned to my college A nine-hour drive from home I'm sitting in my room in my apartment, editing this documentary. Only interrupted by my own notions to play mandolin and a few incoming emails about our next bookings. We're playing a medieval festival in a couple of weeks time. The nine hour bus ride is a small price to pay for the joy it gives me. I don't know why I've ended up in this strange position and this strange band. The music brought me to Ireland and to Clare, and it brought me some of my best friends in this world. 
And maybe that's the answer to the question. The music is connected to so many parts of my life that it has made itself indispensable. For the next time, and every time, I hear it, play it, sing it, or think of it, I can't help but to quote Andy Irvine. My heart tonight is far away, across the roaring sea, in the sweet Milltown Malbay, where I want to be. So long ago and far away, nothing can compare, but my heart tonight is in Ireland, in the sweet County Clare. Can I say one thing? Go on, yeah. Up the banner. <laughs> Up the banner. Up the fucking banner, man. Jesus, I'm... <laughs> Be Jesus, that brings me back. Oh, yeah. I feel like I'm convincing myself. Uh, I think over the years it's become effortless, though. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> you can hear the dedication in his voice, folks. I love it. Yeah. But that, was, listen- that was something that you sent to me and Brian at the time, and we stayed up one night... And we must have listened to it about 20 times. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is fucking brilliant. That's heartwarming to me. And I hope that you out there listening to this haven't found this like completely uh, self-grandiosing or self-glorifying. Because it's, it's really not. It's just the story that I told at the time uh, for, for yeah. that assignment. But I tell this story very often. Um, when people ask me uh, how, like, in Norway, it's not that common to, to be into playing Irish music. So people very often ask me, like, how did this happen? And I try to tell, like, a short, broken version of <laughs> the story every time. But it's really hard because I find that it's... Th- th- I really want to tell the full story so it'll be easier now you can just send them links to this episode <laughs> yeah so but that was so how what's the story like how, how did you start playing irish music i'll send you a link <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh that was what i tried to do at the time i i wanted to tell the full unedited like director's cut of how how i ended up doing what i do and why i d- and that's a very important part for me. Why I'm doing it, and why I, mm-hmm. what are the feelings that, why is it generating those feelings? Well, I love it, and I'm a fan, and it's a fucking brilliant story to hear. And we debated, folks, naming this episode nostalgia. Obviously, we weren't going to do that, but that's what it is for us. It's just a little bit of nostalgia. We're not trying to be uh, self appreciative, as Christian said. We're just sharing our story a little bit as we did in episode one but this is this is true to the time because it was recorded at the time so it was a nice one to get out there and it was also a nice way for us to procrastinate while we do other things (laughs) (laughs) yeah no um i hope you enjoyed it i hope that uh it resonated because that's another thing. I hope that this resonates with you if you're from um if you're from an- another country outside of Ireland or Scotland or uh a-, a country with like 
strong tradition of Irish music. If if you are from the states or if you're from main somewhere on mainland Europe and you and you are into Irish music, I I hope that maybe some of the things in this uh in this piece resonates a bit with you. Like obviously not the specific story, but how it feels and and what traditional music is to you and why you um you feel so at home in traditional music and folk music and county clare anyone we can inspire to have a love or a grow for county clare is okay in my books yeah (laughs) folks let us know what you thought of it for the sheer crack of it send us a message touralurapodcast at gmail.com two o's in toura and two o's in lura and one o in podcast Tura podcast at gmail.com and, and one one o in com as well actually there is yeah there's there's a good there's a good few o's going on there <laughs> oh <Ooh>. <laughs> and don't forget facebook Tura podcast instagram Tura podcast you will find us in all those places and we do the odd live podcast on the Tura page on facebook too and we're trying to spread the good word of the folk revival folks so get on and get sharing and it's great to have you here listening to us thanks a million for everything so far yeah Turalura and hon the banner up the banner Turalura loo Barry Murphy at Banner County dot <laughs> <I-E>. <laughs>